Hello and welcome to the Sin Bin Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host. I am your commissioner. I am Cody Carlicker. And I know that I'm recording this a little bit later than what I would like to do. I'd like to get these out on Wednesday nights so that you guys can listen to it on the way to work or the way home from work on Thursdays or Fridays. But uh, time did not allow for that. I actually uh, buzzed into the city to check out the Cubs game uh, with radio yesterday. Um, and I just uh, didn't didn't want to report record the podcast at 11, 11.30 at night whenever I got home. So I'm trying to mash this out right now for you guys so you guys can listen to it on Friday or Saturday. But uh, since we are already at the start of the NFL Week 3, Fantasy Week 3, I don't necessarily want to go through last week's matchups and, and what happened. But what I would like to do is talk about the teams that are that have started 2-0 which ones are set up for success moving forward, which ones are uh, are in trouble, actually. And the 2-0 start is is a mirage, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, I'd like to talk about the teams that are 0-2. There's three of them that are 0-2. I want to talk about um, if they really should worry or if they are going to be okay and they have better days ahead. And then I'll talk about each of the teams that have started out one and one as well, and maybe just highlight one of the players that they have on their roster and whether or not I think that their their hot start or their slow start is something to be um, encouraged or worried about. So, uh, yeah, let's get started with the teams that have started Two and zero. There's three of them, and it's kind of an odd mix of guys. Frankly, it's Metzger, Cody Billick, and and Jerome. And out of the three teams that I am most concerned with, it's actually our reigning league champion. It's it's Jerome. So, coming out of the draft, he well, first off, he he kept Josh Allen in the eighth round, which isn't terrible, but it probably wasn't the route that I would have went. I probably would have kept uh, David Montgomery in the sixth, but uh, regardless, he's got Josh Allen and Josh Allen has been off to a bit of a slow start. He's currently at QB 19. Now I don't think I'm that concerned about, about him. I think that they're going to be fine. What I'm really concerned about is his running back situation. So, he ended up just in a trade today. He ended up getting uh, trading for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from radio in exchange for C.D. Lamb and Hollywood Brown. Frankly, I'm not very high on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He didn't really show much last year with the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are a pass-first team. And now he's adding in some fumble issues, some ball security stuff. Um I, I just don't know if he's that talented of a player. And I think that with the Dallas Cowboys being so good through the air, I think that CeeDee Lamb's a pretty good asset to have. So I, if it was me, I may have traded CeeDee Lamb for CEH straight up. I, I might be crazy, but... Um, I maybe or maybe I I am way too down on on CEH, but um, regardless, that's kind of how I feel on that one. And he spent eighty one of his fab dollars on Elijah Mitchell, who was a sixth round pick la- or this past year, got hurt in his first chance to show out for the Forty ers uh, as a starting running back. Um, 
the 49ers running back situation is is fluid, as I discussed last week. So, so I'm concerned about some decision making there. And then looking at his other running backs on his roster, um, Antonio Gibson off to a little bit of a slow start. I'm not too concerned about that. But if you're banking on Antonio Gibson being your number one running back, I think that I, I think that that's not the right expectation. I think that Antonio Gibson is a solid RB two, um, and and that and Miles Gaskins, his other guy, and he, I think that he's a flex play at best. So concerned about the running back situation for him, and then looking at his wide receivers, um, Robbie Anderson um, hasn't. I mean, he's had one big play in three weeks. Um, it looks like the, the Houston game just went final and he ended up with, with one catch. Um, same as he had last week, uh, Darnell Mooney, he might end up being okay, but I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver too. Um, I, Travis Kelsey is probably the high highlight of, of Jerome's team. I, it's hard for me to see how this team ends up in the playoffs. I could be wrong. Uh, I could be eating my words, but that's that's my concern about Jerome's team up and down the lineup. Um, if you're looking at Metzger's team, it, obviously what stands out is his running back situation as well, but there there might be some hope with Devin Singletary. He's been running the ball decently over the last couple of games. He's currently sitting at RB17, and I think he was drafted and in, in maybe in the 40s and, and running back. So he might end up being an okay RB2 or flex. Um, he cl- Metzger clearly doesn't have an RB1. However, what he does have is a, is a stud quarterback in Russell Wilson. His wide receiver group with Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, uh, Tyler Boyd, Cole, Cole Beasley, that's that's a really solid group. And then Rob Gronkowski's playing like he's 25 years old again, man. It's um, there's some things to be scared about with Metzger's team. I don't think that they're world beaters. I, I think that 2-0 and is is a nice start. He's still going to have to make some moves in order to make the playoffs, but uh, I'm less concerned with Metzger's team than I am with Jerome's team. So out, out of the three, I'm actually most encouraged by Cody Billick's squad. And the reason for that is just the top two guys. Patrick Mahomes uh, being the top quarterback, he can win you a week any given week. Same thing with Aaron Jones. I mean, that's what that's what happened for Cody's team last week. Aaron Jones scores four or five touchdowns and, and gets him the win. Robert Woods is off to a bit of a slow start uh, at wide receiver, but I think he's going to end up being okay in that, in that high powered Rams offense. Um, Oh, and the other, the other thing I skipped over was it seems like Chase Edmonds has, has fended off James Conner for that starting running back gig gig in in Arizona. Um, It seems that James Conner is not going to have a chance to really steal that much work from Chase Edmonds. I think that Chase Edmonds is on is on the track to be the guy there. Uh, so Cody Billick's team is probably the most encouraging out of those three. Uh, now transitioning to the group of three that are sitting at zero and two, the the team that I'm most concerned about out of those three is Dan. Um, it's not pretty in in any situation or anywhere that on Dan's team. Uh, I guess his wide receiver his wide receiver duo of McLaurin and Diggs uh, and T Higgins uh, they they look okay, but the running back situation's rough. Saquon Barkley, I'm, I am truly concerned about. I wasn't very high on him going into the draft. Um, that New York Giants offensive line's bad. It doesn't seem that Saquon has really been running that hard over the last couple of years, and adding into that with some in- injury concerns, it's um, it's going to be tough to. I think it honestly, I think he's going to be a 
if he's lucky, he's going to be an RB2 this year. And that's not what Dan drafted him to be. Quarterback situation's rough, depending on Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Jameis Winston. Tight end situation's rough with Jared Cook and Johnny Smith. Um, there's just a lot of holes on this roster, and there's going to need to be a lot of luck or a lot of moves made in order for Dan to make the playoffs. It Out of the other two guys, the, one that, the team that I'm most encouraged about is Ned's. I think that he's got some tough luck over the first couple of weeks. Uh, he put up 130 against me in week one um, and still took the loss. Um, but he's got Dalvin Cook on the team. He can win you a week any given week. DK Metcalf and, and Adam Thielen are a really good wide receiver combo. And then he's got Juju behind them who can, I mean, who's going to be a solid wide receiver for the entire year. Um, I think Ned will end up competing for a playoff spot. He just, uh, I mean, go against his normal grain of fantasy football team ownership. He actually has to make a move or two in order to improve his team and make the playoffs. In regards to Kevin's team, you know, it's not a bad roster. He's got probably the best wide receiver group in the league in DJ Moore, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, and Julio Jones. And his running back duo isn't great, but it's not terrible in in Zeke and Carson. I don't think that Zeke's going to be a world beater this year, but he's going to give you back in running back one numbers, maybe top end running back two, just because of how good that Dallas offense will be. Kevin's real hole is trusting Ryan Tannehill as his starting quarterback. I wasn't high on Tannehill going into the season. I thought that he was overrated by a lot of the fantasy experts um, saying that, oh, he's got these these quarterback one numbers over the last couple of years. But um, if you watch him play, he's, He's an okay quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's not somebody that I would want to trust uh, week in, week out. But um, that's who Kevin's got. Um, I think that Kevin will end up competing for a playoff spot because he'll make some moves here and there in order to make his team better. Um, but uh, but right now he's sitting at 0-2, and he does have to figure out how he's going to improve on the quarterback and maybe supplement that running back position a little bit more. Uh, in regards to the one and one teams, let's just let's just go through. I'm gonna I'm gonna click into all the teams and see uh, pick out one guy that I think is um, it's off to a hot start and whether or not I think that they can sustain it. Um, so out of out of radio's team, that the guy that stands out as as somebody who has a hot start that people weren't expecting, and, and that's Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is currently sitting at wide receiver two. Uh, he has 52 fantasy points in, in within the first two weeks. I, I Obviously, it's he's not going to keep this pace up, but I was very high on Tyler Lockett coming into the season. Um, he's a deep threat. He's a guy that can that can win you a week just by um, with, with the – with his down the field passing game, that's his mo. Um, I Tyler Lockett will end up as a top fifteen wide receiver this year. He's going to have his down weeks, but this I he he he's the real deal, and that's why Ryan drafted him so high, um, and that's been paying dividends for him. So I'm I'm high on Tyler Lockett. I am not high on Kyle Pitts. I think that it's very rare to see a rookie tight end really have an impact in the NFL. He's been okay for the first two weeks, but I think that a lot of people that drafted Kyle Pitts thought he would be a solid starting tight end. I am not convinced that that will be the case for him, but we'll see as the year goes on. Um, next up is Woloka. 
I talked about this in week one. Uh, the thing that I will be monitoring on his roster for the year is um, whether or not it was a smart move to keep Darren Waller over Aaron Jones. Uh, week one, Darren Waller had the better week. Week two, Aaron Jones had the better week. Um, so we'll see. I'll be monitoring that through this, through the year. Um, obviously, Darren Waller has a very has a high floor. Uh, Aaron Jones has a high floor as well. I think that Jones just has the higher ceiling. But we will see how that ends up. The guy that I'm concerned about on Waloka's roster though is Daryl Henderson. He drafted Daryl Henderson to be his RB two, and I've never really been convinced that the Rams fully trust Daryl Henderson as their starting running back. Um, I guess there's been evidence of the Cam Akers situation last year, the Malcolm Brown situation last year. I, I mean, he barely, I can't remember if he was, yeah, he was a rookie two years ago when he barely, barely got on the field. So there's, there's gotta be some issues there that we don't completely know with Daryl Henderson. Uh, oh, and they, they picked up Sony Michelle this year. So I think that Sean McBay is, is finding any, any way to, uh, find some insurance for Daryl Henderson because he doesn't fully trust him. We will see how that pans out. I know that he's got a little bit of an injury concern right now, uh, and he's been off to a decent start. Uh, but Daryl Henderson is a guy that I'm that I am concerned about. Um, we don't have to talk a ton about my team, but my team's up next. Uh, the the guy that I'm concerned about on my roster is Odell. Um, I was very high on him going into the season. Uh, a lot of the fantasy experts were very low on him based on what we've seen out of the last couple of years. My thought process was uh, his talents there, if he can just stay healthy and he, he can keep his head on straight, he would be a great value. Now we got this ACL issue that's not completely healed. Um, I, it, I'm, I'm regretting the pick that I made, but uh, I'm being cautiously optimistic. Um, that, that, that's all the things, I mean, the only thing I'll really say about my roster, I don't, I mean, it's kind of weird to talk about your own stuff and toot your own horn. So we'll just, we'll move on from there. Uh, three more teams here. The next one is, is Bob. Uh, we talked a lot about Bob blowing a ton of his fab dollars on, I think it was Cole Komet and what was it? Um, who else did he blow a bunch of money on a couple of weeks ago? I can't. Oh, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> um, Sammy not there had a big week one. Okay, week two. I think subpar. Uh, Cole Komet. I I don't think that he's going to be a fixture in the Bears' offense this year, especially with Justin Fields uh, taking over. Um, so that's a big concern of mine going on, or going to looking at Bob's team, but. Kyler Murray, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, Chris Godwin, those are all solid pieces. And if they can stay healthy, he may end up making it, making the playoffs for the first time in several years. It It's not a guarantee. Um, there's some holes on this roster, particularly at tight end. Um, his running back depth, his wide receiver depth is a concern. Uh, but if his team stays healthy, he's going to be tough to beat. Uh, last year's second place guy. Mike, um, he's sitting at one on one. Also, Lamar, I think he got some pretty good value picking up Lamar. Let's see what round he picked up Lamar in. Uh, in the fourth round, I had Lamar ranked as my number three quarterback. I saw a lot of fantasy experts with Lamar as low as six or seven. With how 
how well he rushes and how banged up their running back situation is, I think Lamar's, I mean, we're going to see a lot more weeks like we did last week against the Chiefs. Um, I'm gonna, we're going to see Lamar do a lot more of that stuff. I think that Mike's got a, a good start there, um, or a good start of the season with Lamar. Now, the concern on his roster right now is, is Alvin Kamara, currently sitting at running back 25, and a couple of, I mean, his first week was okay. Uh, last week was, they, they barely did anything. Um, I think that there's better days ahead. My only concern with Alvin Kamara is that he's, he, he's had some load, load management with the Saints over the last several years, but he's getting up there in age and he hasn't uh, faced a, a real injury over his first five, six years in the league. I just kind of coming into the season, I just kind of felt like he was due. Um, there's no real scientific evidence on that one. Uh, but that's, that's kind of my concern with, with Kamara. If, if he's healthy, then, then he's going to be good. But, um, he's just getting, getting a little bit up there in age for running backs and without a serious, serious injury, uh, Saints generally in the playoffs. So that's a couple extra games every year. Um, that, that's the only thing I, I can really, really point out about, uh, Alvin Kamara and, and just a feeling that, that maybe this is the year that he gets banged up. Uh, last team we'll talk about is Steve. He's also sitting at one and one, but he's got the, the lowest point total out of all the one and one teams. Um, the guy I like on his team is, is Dak. I think that, uh, week one was, uh, was obviously he was great against the, uh, against the Buccaneers week two. He, he didn't do much, but I think that Dallas offense is going to be, uh, pretty scary for the, for most of the year. So I think that he's got probably a top five quarterback in Dak. Um, the thing that I'm concerned about on Steve's roster is, you know, there's a couple of things that I'm concerned about. I, the, the running back situation with Najee Harris being his, his number one running back, um, and then Damian Harris being his number two, I think that, I mean, Najee Harris is probably really a, a number two running back and, and Damian Harris is a flex guy. So if you're running those two guys out as you're starting two running backs, um, you're really hoping that your wide receivers and Devontae Adam and Allen Robinson pick up that slack. I think that's a great wide receiver duo, but um, he, he's going to need to either make a trade or um, strike gold on the waiver wire in order to beef up that running back core. Um, I think Noah Fant will be a fine starting tight end. Um, he's off to a pretty good start this year. He just he just always seems like he's banged up. Um, but... Um, you know, not everybody can have a George Kittle or a, um, a Travis Kelsey tight end. So I think Steve's going to be okay at the tight end position. Some weeks he's going to feel great. Other weeks he's going to feel like there's, uh, you know, some points left on the table. But the, I guess that kind of wraps it up for, for everybody's rundown of their rosters. Um, I know this wasn't a typical podcast. I uh, hope you guys nevertheless enjoy the the rundown of the rosters. Um, like I said, I think that um, I think that there's there's some things to be encouraged about with each with most of the rosters, other than probably Dan. Uh, <laughs> and we're we're in for an interesting fantasy football season. I I am excited that the trades have already start, started happening. Um, I'm hoping that uh, some more trade talks can can keep going. I think everybody's got some places to improve. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see where else we go here, guys. So uh, thanks for listening. 
Good luck to everybody this week, and I'll talk to you later.